0: Welcome to Keeping Up with Data. Keeping Up with Data is the podcast that keeps data enthusiasts up to speed with what is happening in the data world. We bring in the leading minds from the data industry to talk all things career, news, embarrassing stories, failures, and successes. So something really important for us here at Precision Sourcing is mental health. It's something we've been focused on a lot over the last year or so. And we're lucky enough to have partnered with the Black Dog Institute. And we're gonna be doing a lot of events with them this year. A lot of our events and money will be going towards them. And they're out there aiming to create a mentally healthier world for everyone. So if you wish to support the cause, please donate via the link in the bio on this podcast and you'll be seeing a lot more information about Black Dog over the next year. Welcome to a very special episode of Keeping Up With Data. Myself, Joel Robinstein. Myself, Emily Noda. And our newish colleague. John,
1: hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so today's episode is extremely special because normally on Keeping Up Data, we have data leaders, people from the industry, um, hearing about their journeys and, and their stories, but. You are quite a unique case, John, because you worked as a data analyst for 10 years, and for some reason, you decided to become a recruiter.
1: Yes, um, as people would say,
0: joining the dark side. Join the dark side. (laughs) So today's podcast, we're gonna find out why, what in your career led you to making a big switch, because I think there are plenty of other people within the data world who have never considered moving out of it, and even if they did, how do you use the skills that you've learned mm. in something new? Um, now, Emily, you're leading John. So you're going yes. to be very important to this podcast as well to mm. tell us the differences between what it's like having someone like John come into the team. Uh, horrible. John- no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Complete opposite really actually. Anyway. <laughs> cool. All right. We'll take that one offline. Um, but we'll start as we always do, John. Um, if you could just tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Why you started in data? Where it all began?
1: yeah so just a bit about myself i, I think data really happened to me um, i didn't really seek it out so to speak it's more um so i, I used to do actuarial studies uh, back and uh, back in university uh, macquarie uni um then kind of struggled a little bit to to get a job coming out of that uh so landed one kind of dead-end uh job at <laughs> um yeah uh, but you know i just just had to get my feet. Um, in some way, uh, just so that I can get a transfer to something that I'm actually kind of interested in or passionate about. Got a bit of a lucky break after a year into that dead end job, um, got offered a position as uh, an analyst or, or credit risk analyst um, in the QBE LMI uh, section um, of, of, of QBE Group, I guess. So yeah, so was there for about six years or so, got promoted to senior and whatnot, then moved over to Experian I guess, more of a client focused um, analytics. Um, So uh, would kind of go out uh, a little bit into uh, uh, client meetings and and kind of become that um, that pre-sales consultant, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, Was a bit so-so about that. So kind of moved back into more bureau analytics to spend a bit of time there uh, and then kind of COVID happened. Things start to change, mind starts to wander and suddenly I'm here in the recruitment world. Some journey, cool, <laughs> yeah. just poof, yeah, just it's recruitment. So All right, let's break it down, let's start at the beginning. So yeah. you
0: studied actuarial studies, so why, Dude, why did you do that?
1: Funny one. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's quite simple, actually. So I was discussing it with a few of my high school friends, um, and I was like, I have no idea what I'm gonna do at uni. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum was an accountant, she was like a C-level, um, so I thought maybe I'll go down that path, it's the easiest thing, finance. They, they were asking me, like, okay, so what do you like? like okay, well, I like maths and money. Okay, so it's just the truth. Alex. And then and then he goes, Oh, just um, check out this uh, degree then, actuarial studies. I'm like, w- what is that? I've not I've not heard of it at all. So I started doing some research on it. Um, and yeah, and that, that's really how I landed into into that degree, honestly, uh, just because I like maths and money. Nice. Yeah,
0: okay. That's a good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Mm. It's more of a reason than when I did my degree, I was just did business because business and
1: right yeah exactly i yeah. didn't really know so yeah, i get yeah, that yeah. all right
0: so you finished university and you struggled to get a job so when mm. you said you took a job at qbe that was a job that wasn't to do with data is what you're no, saying no no it wasn't right. it was
1: like a, a claims processing type job Fine. so yeah
0: okay. so the theory behind it was I need to get my foot in the door somewhere and need Have money to,
1: yeah i'll definitely need money yeah yeah fair enough yeah, okay. need, need, need to get out of the house more <laughs> more so than more, more, more than anything like, my, my, my parents were just on my case just annoying the crap out of me so right. just need to get out of there I okay. can relate I can relate yeah. <laughs> you were the oldest Escape. of five though yeah. so you had to get
0: out of there ASAP
2: yeah well actually I kind of got forced out they were like you have two options you can go to uni and down south or you can work here and I was like well obviously I'm going to work here because I don't want to be told what to do and then they were like crack up we're gonna send you down there so see you later (laughs) (laughs) i I was like awesome crying on the plane best thing ever
0: (laughs) brutal yeah um right so you're at qbe how do you so this is i think going to be a real good story for people like so you've uh swallowed your ego yes you've gone right i can't get a job in exactly what i think Mm. i should be doing within data yeah joined a company how did you get the transition then
1: um literally through luck <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yeah honestly it wasn't like you uh, networking no no okay no absolutely luck. not okay. no no um but I, I, I still think it's quite important to get your foot into in the door first and I think a lot of people get a bit uh high and mighty about you know what kind of job that they should land coming out of uni mm. um you know not. Like you, you, you will soon learn that not everything is uh, unicorns uh, and, and rainbows mm-hmm. at, at, out in the real world, right? Um, despite what they tell you at, at uni, mm. yeah, I learned that the hard way. Um, but literally, the, the, the way that I got that risk analyst position was that, um, I just applied for an underwriter role, actually, I didn't even apply for that role. Yeah. Um, and one of the hiring managers there um, uh, came across my profile and just thought, oh. Um, just based on the background of actuarial studies and they needed a, a, a like a junior more like a fresh grad type thing and they thought oh I'll just um, bring you in for, for an interview and that's how I got it really so literally it's kind of pure luck. Nice. Yeah uh, but it wouldn't have happened if I didn't swallow my ego and get into you know get, get first my first role. Yeah that first role. And yeah. also that's apply. How it is. Well like, yeah. yeah. And also apply. Like applying yeah.
2: for any I mean that kind of speaks to like yeah people in the market now right like we would recommend them applying and if it's not the right role we'll have five others that maybe aren't advertised in the same vein exactly. you know so true.
0: Exactly. do you think that's changed at all now compared to when you started 10 years ago you know obviously data's grown a lot since then yeah. do you think it's easier to get a, a role in data out of university that there's so many more options whereas there wasn't really those options 10 years ago Emily, you can chuck in on this as well maybe
1: I think yeah, definitely potentially um, because definitely potentially. Sorry, oh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> but look, well, uh, I'd say I'd say definitely. It's a little bit easier now, uh, just because back when that oh, was such a long time ago <laughs> when I, when I finished uni. Now, um, but back then there wasn't really like a data centric role. There's a lot of like risk analysts, financial analysts, yeah. not really data analysts. So you're very like you're competing into uh, with such a larger pool, um, but. Uh, you know the the roles that are out there are so kind of specific, and um, and they're just uh, few and far between, uh, so to speak. So uh, let's say you know with actuarial studies, I was on a credit um, average, right? You were told that at uni that was more than good enough, uh, that was better than a HD mm. in accounting, for example, because of how hard the degree was. Absolute rubbish, <laughs> absolute rubbish. Um, I yeah, I cannot emphasise that enough uh, because um those people who get uh hds or d's in accounting and finance would always get the interviews over the people uh with credit like just don't care what 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 degrees um you do normally um they care about uh your final grades essentially yeah and you know once you land to that interview then it'll be a lot easier but but you don't don't even get a chance yeah to be fair
0: when i started recruiting 12 years ago up until maybe about six seven years ago transcripts were asked for yeah big you know, it was no. um and if they didn't have a distinction average, yeah. Wouldn't get a look in at some places. No. And that's not so much anymore, I wouldn't no. say.
2: I'd say it's um a way well, in my opinion, it's way easier as a grad to get into data now purely because it's much more well known. Mm. And it's yeah. like the like the buzzwords and every, everything is like not just data and like actuarial and all those teams that you'd expect to know about but more marketing and sales and I don't know just generally people know more about what data is and how it could add value
1: yeah and also like there are now courses that are specifically related to mm-hmm. data right yeah. um, so that that helps obviously so
0: yeah true yeah. cool all right so you're at QBE you've got your your analyst role yeah. things are on the up and up you finally yeah. finally where you want to be yeah um, what was it like in that role for you? Once you finally got there, was it everything you wanted?
1: So uh, that's an interesting question. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted, mm. but what I knew was that the role's trajectory was very positive compared to where I was previously. So that's what was exciting for me. Not yeah. so much the role itself, but where it can lead to. Um, so, with regards to like the work, it's, I, I, I couldn't care less what I did, to be honest. Yeah, um, so okay, I'll, so yeah, it's about prospects too. more it's so. It's about prospects, yeah, because I didn't, like, I didn't have a passion in anything really. Um, uh, yeah, still kind of trying to, to find that out um, back then and even a little bit now as well. Um, yeah, so really just wanted some sort of um, prospects and, yeah, and kind of a, a way to move forward. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's good advice for young people out there. Just keep moving and see what happens. Yeah. If you definitely. don't know, yeah. don't get too stuck up on, oh, I, I can only do this one thing, otherwise yeah. I'm a failure.
1: Yeah. And, and I think it's key that don't always focus on what you want to do. Mm. Sometimes you just got to do what you have to do uh, before you can do what you want to do. Can, yeah. Before you can do what you want to do. That's right. Yeah, that's a fair comment. Yeah.
0: So let's take this first six years at QBE of your career and we'll try and tie in a bit of the recruitment stuff here. What was it like working as an analyst? How often were you approached by recruiters? What kind of interactions did you have with them? What did you think of them? Um, just generally, like how did that change over those six years as data started growing?
1: Yeah, so I guess uh, yeah, working for QB th- those six years, really, really good actually, uh, just in terms of collaboration and team members and all that stuff. Even the work was pretty good as well. And my manager at the time was fantastic, mm. uh, both managers. Um, and then with regards to that recruitment side of things, um, I, was, I wasn't approached too many times maybe uh let's say about once every two to three weeks roughly yeah okay which wasn't too bad fair fair amount yeah still a fair amount but um but i I would normally just uh, just keep in contact with just the one guy uh Mm. that that i I go to for like all of my recruitment needs essentially at that time yeah i I always thought well (laughs) firstly i thought oh geez like what an easy job (laughs) honestly (laughs) genuinely Generally, I, I, I think really a lot did. of people yeah. think that, yeah, because uh, uh, it's just because like I, I bring myself forward. For example, like you know, I, when when I when I wanted to leave KBE, you know, I would call this recruiter up, um, this, this contact of mine, and he would just give me like. Three, four roles or whatever that I would interview, and then boom, then I'd land experience. Are
0: they still in recruitment? This person, yeah, yeah, yeah are yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. He's, nice. he's he's pretty good. Yeah. Um,
1: We're gonna hire him here, maybe one day. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's pretty high up there um, <laughs> right. in the in the recruitment world. Um, maybe, no, no, maybe. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. And, and also, you know, with some of the referrals that I would give him, like he'd place them in like two months or something, or not less even, like in, in like a month. I'm right? mm. like, gee, where's like must be really easy or something like that. But you know, we'll, get to, we'll get to that bit yeah, later. Yeah, we'll get to that bit. Yeah. Yeah. But um, look, all, all of my interactions with, with recruiters have been quite positive, to be honest. Like I've always recognized that, you know, they're just trying to do their jobs, mm. right? Um, and you know, it may not be fully in your best interest sometimes, but that's just where it's also as much your responsibility as it is theirs. So you just gotta look after yourself as well. So,
0: so let's stick on that point for a little bit longer from an analyst's point of view, what uh, advice would you give them in order to have good interaction with recruiters?
1: Oh, easy, just um, really just be open and honest uh, with recruiters, like they, like at the end of the day, it would suck for you not to take up a role that they've, that they've offered you but they would appreciate the honesty a lot more than if you just go behind their back and yeah. yeah and just, you know, oh, by the way, I've just accepted it elsewhere. And then you just F off essentially, right? You yeah, started feeling that pain recently, haven't oh, you, <laughs> you seen it from the other side oh, It's coming from a dark place. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, a lot of rage building up right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so open, honest, um, even if it feels like you can't be, it probably plays in your favor in the long run.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think, yeah. Definitely, Okay. Definitely. Yeah.
0: So then what happened with the move to Experian? Where did that come, was it this gentleman that you, you yeah. knew the recruiter? Yeah, yeah, okay, cool.
1: I was on a paternity leave at that time for about two months. I took, yeah, I took a long hiatus, maybe three months, I think it was. Um, I took a long hiatus um, from QBE just because I was just sick of everything, essentially. Hmm. Um, and I was just looking around um, and then suddenly this bloke just gave me a call. Without without me initiating this time, and you know, he said, "Oh, look, I remember that. This is exactly what you're looking for. Like, you know, you want more client interaction, yada yada yada." yada. Um, I might have something for you. Like, are you kind of are you currently in the market? And then that's that's how I got the experience role. Really, nice. so yeah, I was quite impressed with the fact that you know, after eight months of no contact with this bloke, he still remembered exactly what I wanted. He pretty much gave me exactly what I wanted. Um, so that that's yeah, I was really really impressed by him.
0: Strong. And yeah. so, what was the uh, you mentioned their more client facing role yeah so as an analyst they're words that you don't hear too much no correct so what was it that drove you towards that
1: um because i spent so much time in the back end over the years at qbe but um but also with that um there were quite a lot of project work with that type of work like i've built some really really strong uh relationships and i kind of liked that relationship building aspect of it because like you know, uh, there, there there was there was so many. I guess not not so many, but like there there were a few times where, you know, there'll be stuff ups um in the project, for example. But because of those relationships, we just look out for each other um and it just just makes things so much easier. Yeah. And that that's, that's like the uh, that kind of feeling I really enjoy. So I thought um maybe kind of exposing myself into uh, the market a bit more and kind of building those relationships, um which is what I'm good at um yeah I thought that's what I'll. Would want for my next role,
0: and was was it what you wanted? No, in short, okay. in short, no. Um,
1: I, I thought, uh, yeah, like I, I, had, I had to give it a shot, regardless, right? So, um, my experience with it is it was more salesy rather than building relationships, right? And that's what I don't enjoy uh, as much, um, just because there, there were some points where. Um, you know, he, he did like this guy was really good at his job, for example. But um, one of the sales guys would smoosh up um, quite a bit to, you know, the head of risk or whatever. Um, and I was just looking at that from, uh, you know, from, from the background and I kind of felt sick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just. I can't see that being me. Right. Um, I don't, like the, the way I treat you would be the exact same way that I would treat my friend, my sure. family, whatever it is, right? Like I'm not gonna treat you special just because you're my client. Um, it's just not the way the way I work. It's more, you know, the relationships and the mutual respect that we both have mm. for each other. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's what yeah. turned me I
2: have on. a question actually. You mentioned um, like, no in short was the role, that like, wasn't the role that you're looking for kind of yeah. thing. I'd love to know how, f- like, what your perception of a recruiter placing you in a role is that, like, basically you, you went there and it was like, oh, not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Like, did you harbor yeah, any yeah. form of resentment towards the, the recruiter, for example,
1: or no. were you just like, yeah? No, no, I didn't. That's a great question. Um, no, I didn't because, like, on paper, that's exactly what I wanted to try. Mm. So it was a no because it just didn't suit. Like, uh, I tried it and I go, oh, you know what? Actually, it doesn't suit what I what I actually really wanted. Um, I, And yeah, and it's just, it's not because of the recruiter's fault because that's exactly what I told him that I wanted to do. Yeah, right. Um, and that's what he delivered. It just-
2: Came down to discovery in the role. Exactly, yeah, yeah,
1: discovery yeah. in the role. Yeah, Got that's it. right. And okay. it's just, it just didn't work out.
0: But um, you managed to stick it out at experience. So you must've been doing something right even though it wasn't the right role for you that they transferred you across somewhere.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like it was just, um. Uh, yeah there, there was just flexibility in that like again great manager um yeah can't complain about him at all um yeah he was fully supportive into like whichever direction that i want essentially um so yeah he, he really didn't care that uh, that i want to stop seeing clients and all that so that's all good
0: but you still ended up here in a Dude. relatively salesy role yeah in fact more than a relatively sales role, a pretty salesy role yeah what kind of spurred that what was the, what made you think you can do it? Is it just these good interactions with, with old mate that you were like, oh, I could do his job?
1: Yeah, that, that's definitely a <laughs> part of it. that be easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I learned that the hard way, didn't I, Am. <laughs> um, yeah. No, look, yeah, de- that's definitely a part of it. Um, just because uh, like, I think the way I view him, um, like he's so good at his job and I feel like he's so well-connected. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, to be um, so it's not. Yeah, obviously there are some, There are quite a lot of salesy components to the job and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I think the the heart and soul of it is building relationships. Yeah, that's what I'm good at, and that's what I. Uh, that, that's the reason why I moved. I want to be well connected. That makes sense. Yeah,
2: I, I like can relate to that. I feel like if you put yourself into the um, I'm a salesperson, I feel like you kind of. Well, there's negative connotations to that in my head. That's right. Because when you're like a fully fledged sales guy, I'm massively generalizing here, yeah. you're someone who's like a chameleon, like you said that person might be, and exactly. tailoring themselves based on like what they kind of want to hear, whoever yep. you're referring to. But I feel like, and that exactly. our jobs, and you do this really well in your role here, is like, you're just super authentic, and there's yep. no BS, yep. and like... If something isn't going the right way, you're just going to call it out and be honest kind of thing. Whereas, yeah, the other way around, you probably think it'd be the opposite.
0: It's funny, isn't it? The word salesperson gets such a bad name. mm. It's true. But without sales, then no one else would be making any money. No, so (laughs) It's kind of weird, right? I mean, yeah, there's going to be that product that sells itself. But at the end of the day, you need salespeople to get these things across the line. Yeah, very weird. I've always found that strange. No, it's kind, you, of,
2: it's kind of like, well, you can kind of, yeah, definitely. But like for us, we talk about the ingredients, right? Sales is the end transaction. Like that is just literally get the deal across the line, signed, blah, blah, blah. What we'd focus on more is the ingredients that come into sales being relationships, like meeting people, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And that's a good spin we put on it, which is yeah. why I find it funny how salespeople get this like sleazy, dirty name all the yeah. time in the end of the day because...
2: Because they focus on the end though. That's yeah, the point. but well.
0: like you focus on the end to then work backwards don't you? So you you, what is the outcome we want okay but then let's go back to the beginning and work out the journey to get there right yeah it's mm. yeah. that as well and i just feel like everyone thinks oh, sales people slimy all the rest of it yeah. you know i don't know why i'm defending sales people now like, it's really <laughs> weird that i've gone down this route but um i just yeah i i think it's a misunderstood skill that is extremely difficult yeah, and that people think is easy but it's actually insanely difficult yeah. because let's be honest like one small thing can ruin a sale mm. you no, know, absolutely. Like especially these big software sales companies six month sales process yeah. and one little thing that someone does that might not even be you along the way can yep. ruin it for you and you get no commission and absolutely True. then you get blamed for low sales anyway all right so emily you hired a data analyst not the traditional background of someone that we would ever normally recruit. However, something that we'd discussed for many years is like, oh, it could be cool. And interesting if we could get someone with a technical background into the team. So um, I guess what stood out about John and what made you A, take a calculated risk on him, I guess?
2: Um, I remember I was on teams, it was, I think we were in like COVID time-ish weren't we like home not lockdown, down but like medium in between yeah yeah john was in the back of his car yeah. on on the zoom <laughs> on but the on phone. his phone yeah. i think you were on the way to pick up your kids or you'd pull like i can't remember exactly No, the, the, the
1: kids were at home and i That's wanted to get right. away from them yeah. <laughs> home, <yeah. laughs>
2: um but honestly the, the reason why i feel like i was like hell yes because i remember when i spoke to you afterwards you're like what do you reckon i was like yeah, 100. percent Get them in. What can we do? Hurry up, basically. Yeah, out, to be fair, you like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I feel like in um, recruitment, you need like no ego, or like you can put your ego aside. I got yep. that from you. Yeah. Um, your answers to questions weren't like what I wanted to hear. They were like genuine answers. You were just like enthusiastic. We had like a good laugh. But then also, obviously, you're, like the stuff that you've been doing as an analyst is like gold to recruitment like if you can understand fully day-to-day yeah. both sides like an analyst and what they do day-to-day technically yeah. and then also match from the other side being like a recruiter or a client or whatever mm. they're like what what could be yeah. more perfect do you know what i mean so that's what, basically it
0: and you what the hell were you thinking <laughs> you, you, you got two young kids <laughs> yeah. you got a stable job so yeah. you re- enjoy the people you work with oh yeah they're fine yeah. and you're in your early 30s and you mm. just go screw it i'm gonna being fair, take a pay cut to go backwards, to go forwards.
1: Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great, great question. Well, it goes back to what I was saying before. Um, Sometimes you have to do what you have to do to do what you want to do. Uh, Or in this case, I guess, to kind of try if whatever I want to do is actually the one that Mm. I want to do, right? So I've been in the industry, well, you know, as I said before, for like 10 years, um, I've built up, you know, decent backbone. Uh, yeah so to speak just to you know so that the family don't go hungry or whatever else like that <laughs> um, Oh, yeah right um and now it's kind of time to uh, be a little bit more selfish essentially that's a nice way to think about yeah, it yeah um and just kind of like, like i feel like sometimes uh, it really depends on on how you view it right like um work it's just such a large part of your life and to wake up every day not really wanting to do what she want to do is just miserable, mm. um, and I just I can't stand that. So I, I just had to kind of get out and, you know, try to actually search, um, you know, so the, like the, the field that I actually want to get into. Um, you know, regardless of whether I need to take a pay cut or not, that doesn't matter to me as well. Um, just because we've already got that um, that backbone. That
0: yeah. Okay. I
2: was gonna add to that. We've just mentioned something there that made me think of another reason why. You're great for this role and why I was like so excited yeah. is you've like you've been in the trenches before and recruitment is literally what like, everyone talks champagne razor blades yeah. ups and downs like it is like that constantly and mm. you have to be able to navigate it and make sure they're not like this they're like this yeah. and you've obviously got the maturity and the like corporate know-how and like you have built up the resilience by taking the job that might not be the right job to get your foot in the door and then like dealing with people that aren't necessarily the greatest to work with but you still have to do it at the end of the day yeah. to build up those like skills and that is another thing which is lacking in our market at the moment as people like you've seen as well moving so quickly because they just can't, can't be bothered they're just like hands off there's more in the market <laughs> yeah. let's go to this role see what happens like yeah. you need to be longer than I don't know six to twelve months in a role to get the re- like rewards and yeah, the benefit out of it. So sure. you had that, which was
0: also one thing. So what's it been yeah. like since you started? Like, what 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 was not what you expected? What yeah. is what you expected? Yeah. Well, uh,
1: definitely not as easy as I thought it would be. That's for damn sure. So why is that? <laughs> um, just uh, I I just didn't realize the amount of things that you guys do unreal. Oh my goodness! Um, Yeah, so it it (laughs) it really—not us guys. You now too, you guys. Well, I mean, sorry, everyone, guys. guys. Yeah, yes, yes, everyone here. Yeah, so it really made me appreciate what becoming a a, a recruiter is is all about, really, and also, I guess, um, like sometimes the stigma around it as well. Um, And you know, like why why is there stigma around it? Really, like you know, we're just trying to help people. change jobs and you know and kind of um land a dream job maybe you, maybe you across. know
0: why there's a stigma because you were in the industry what, what, what well, do people say
1: i've never really had um people talk Badly, but oh, that's good f- then. No, yeah. Like, uh, so
0: maybe it's just sort of narrative created by recruiters to make them feel, themselves feel better.
1: Possibly. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, or, or maybe um, everyone in my contacts was just like, they're just very tolerable people. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but look, yeah, with regards to, to the role itself, there's definitely a lot um, going on. Uh, you know, a lot of multitasking, a lot of planning, um, uh, obviously, a lot of talking to people, a lot of course and all that, which I do enjoy. Um, but yeah, just. Well, what I didn't expect was, I guess, the amount of work. Mm. Um, what I did expect was the fact that I do enjoy talking to a whole bunch of people and kind of getting their experiences across the line and actually learning a bit, uh, a thing or two about them and all that. Yeah, nice. Yeah.
0: And what's hurt so far? You said there's like <laughs> a rage burning inside <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Why, why is there a rage burning? Oh,
1: just um, people not being honest, mm. really. Um, like Again, you know, We've kind of mentioned it before. I didn't move into recruitment initially for the money, right? Because I took a pay cut and, and all that stuff. So to me, I don't care too much if I don't place you. I really don't. Um, I just want what's best um, for you. You know, what you think is best, what I think is best as well. If they marry up, that's great. But for us to be able to do that, we need to be kind of open and honest uh, yeah. w- w- with each other. Like, don't try to play me. Um, you know, I, I'll, I definitely won't try to uh, to do anything uh, towards you as well. Um, it's just more if you do have another opportunity uh, on the go, that's completely fine. If you think that opportunity is better, that's again completely fine. I really don't care. Um, you know, if you've got a, a counter offer, uh, for example, let me know. Um, if, if if it is really better for you that you stay there. You, you know, you fully explain as to why, etc. That's fine as well. So just just be completely open and honest. Um, I, I really don't. I really don't mind.
0: It's hard when you deal with so many people on a daily basis. Like, yeah, your Disney outlook on life gets smashed quite quickly, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. Because in in most walks of life, you deal with three, four, five people a day on the regular. But in our job, obviously, thirty, forty people a day, or whatever it is. Not everyone's going to be nice Not everyone's going to no. tell the truth right and you realize that the world isn't as rosy as it might be right in yeah. some ways in that sense so yeah. but on the other side you get to speak to some really cool and interesting people i'm not trying to make it sound completely rubbish so there's that as well yeah. all right john really important question for you yeah the zombie apocalypse question and so this is where you've got three people with you fictional and non-fictional okay in a zombie apocalypse your family's safe in a bunker so you mm-hmm. can't say them who would you bring with you
1: yeah, definitely my number one um, Donnie Yen, biggest it, fan. It Man, It
0: Man, yeah. It Man bloke.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I I knew him well before then. Uh, yeah, love his movies. You uh, OG it, uh, <laughs> Donnie Yen fan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big, big fan. Um, just need to bust in his aura. So yes, please Donnie Yen, come here. He's gonna be in John Wick four, you know. I was about to tell you that <laughs> <laughs> because because that, that's exactly what, what my next character was. Is. Oh, is John you? Wick. Oh no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, There yeah, you
0: go. Oh, well, it's a great connection there,
1: isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, he's going to be the main villain in Comic cool. 4. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so it should be good. And then I think the last probably will be Statham.
0: Jason Statham. Jason Statham, yeah. So you're going to just kick some zombie ass out Pretty there? Pretty much,
1: yeah. I'm just going to stand right behind him yeah. and just let them do all the work. <laughs> All good.
2: You'd also get access to Rosie Huntington Whiteley, who's his wife, and she's beautiful.
0: I feel like you get oh. access. access to it. Whoa, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, Whoa. She's Whoa. maybe
2: she's in a bunker. Maybe she's no, not access. <laughs> There's a bad way to put it, but do you know what I mean? I'm
0: really glad you said that, <laughs> not John. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's in a bunker, maybe. So oh. when they all come out and you win the apocalypse situation situation. Which movie was she spot. in again? Um... She was in Transformers at one point. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: The third or fourth. Ah, okay. One
0: one of the the rubbish ones.
2: She's a Victoria's Secret model. Put it that way. Oh, hello. Anyways, moving on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This got derailed pretty quickly. It's got a real insight into your brain now.
2: What? It's nothing to do with my brain.
0: Well, it came from your brain.
2: I was just relating. Right. Okay. Cool. (laughs) So you guys might be interested in a model, you know? Uh, (laughs) Oh, no,
0: no. Like she's she's not my type. Good to know. (laughs) <laughs> no, she's not. I'm just being honest. You yeah, know? yeah, fair enough.
2: Anyway, Anyways, we'll, we'll move on from yeah,
0: this yeah, conversation. Yeah, all right. So, look, we'll just come to the end of the the session here now, yeah. John. So, I guess let's talk about advice for people in data yeah. who are feeling a little bit passionless. Like, what what would you tell them?
1: Well, I guess just step back and like reevaluate. You know, sometimes you're in a field just because you've been in that field for so long. And I guess don't fall into the trap that that basically says that you know you can't change um, even after 10 or 20 years being in the same field, um, you know, just just really just think and, and take a step back and, uh, and and see what's right for you really out there. Um, yeah, data might not be right for you if, if that's what you're feeling like at the moment, yeah, or, or it could just be you know where you're at, where the company's at, what you're doing and there. so yeah, just just really nut, nut that down.
0: And if someone was thinking of moving into recruitment, what kind of person, what kind of career aspirations do you think would match up as soon as you've been through it? If someone sat there in data passionless thinking, I want to do some at data adjacent, mm. but not the analytics.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, like obviously having that industry experience really helps um, first and foremost. Uh, but also I think just really wanting to talk to a lot of people i think that that's uh, it, may, it may sound really rudimentary and like yeah. basic right but it really is key if you don't want to talk to people don't please don't <laughs> please don't um, apply to be a recruiter or anything yeah. like that because you're just not going to enjoy it um just really you know have a uh, have an interest in other people's experiences um and you know what what basically keeps them awake at night uh you know what are their motivations and uh, even the the ways of thinking and whatnot. Um, so yeah, there's definitely like a psychological aspect to it as well. Um, so if you're really, if you're the type of person that are keen um, uh, on all of those, um, then I think it might be a, a field that's worth a try.
0: Nice. Yeah. And you'd hire them, eh, Emily?
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clone John, clone John. Clone dear. John. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Well, that's all my questions, John. Emily, any more from you? Mm. That's a no on an no. audio podcast. Cool.
1: And John, Sorry. anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. I mean, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, taking a crack on me. So no Yeah, hopefully it was worth it. Kind it's of. so far been very worth, worth, worth it. it yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Vice versa. Right, well, yeah.
0: there is our extra special episode of Keeping Up With Data. I uh, hope you enjoyed that A little bit of a different aspect, and we'll be back with our regular episodes very soon. woo
2: Awesome.
0: Thanks, guys.